Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Kaz. You are listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Stay tuned for the next hour as friends have fun sharing many insightful gems which will allow you to realise and value that we are all unique. Yes, we are all unique. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Well, Karen. Oh, you got in first. I know. Today's show, I feel, is going to be relaxing and... And why is that? Because today's show (laughs) is all about meditating and meditation. Really? Yes. And the more man meditates upon good thoughts, the better will be his world and the world at large. That was Confucius. Ah, Confucius says. Confucius says, (laughs) exactly. So we've obviously got a beautiful lady in the studio today. We have. Who has chosen this theme. Yeah, and already I feel relaxed relaxed and calm. Excellent. Yeah. So introduce... got that vibe about her. Introduce Stevie. Stevie Rose. She's our special guest for today. Yeah. And she has incorporated meditation into her life for over 25 years. So from learning to meditate in the late 80s to supporting global tours and retreats for new and experienced meditators, that was in Australia, New Zealand, America and India, right throughout the 90s. Wow, very accomplished lady. Yes. In 1997, she completed her teacher training, though she continued to be a dedicated student. So in 2016, she was instructed by her teachers that she could share her experience to allow others to learn and experience firsthand from her. So they too could experience the transformative power of meditation. Wow. Wow. Welcome, Stevie. Welcome, Stevie. That sounds really interesting. Thank you. Yes. So elaborate. Obviously, we, we can understand why you chose meditate. Yeah. But what made you change from being a student, and to be honest, we're students for all our lives, to actually become the teacher? What was the thing that made that happen? I guess after 25 years, I've had the experience of meditation. I've heard about meditation. Now I've had the experience of meditation. And as my teacher said to me, you have 25 years. You have a suitcase full of knowledge, experience and wealth. You need to share it with people. Stop hoarding it, Stevie, and get out there and teach. And so that's what I'm doing. So how was meditation introduced to you originally? Like at what age and and how, by who and... Okay, so my story, I was about uh, five or six years old. I was sitting in our garden in Auckland, New Zealand. and um, was sitting Ah, on a little... she's a kiwi. I was a kiwi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> and um, I was sitting on a park bench underneath a jacaranda tree and there was a goldfish pond. And I was just sitting there looking. And um, then all of a sudden, I felt immense waves of joy and happiness and bliss bubbling inside of me. And wherever I looked, the air was scintillating with light and radiance and what I was feeling on the inside, I could see on the outside. Um, And this only lasted for about a minute and then things went back to normal. And obviously I'm just a very young child. I couldn't articulate the experience, but I'd never known anything quite like it. And I guess that became the pebble in my shoe. 
So, so how did you did you tell anyone about that? Did you talk to I, your mum about it? And... I went inside and I looked at mum and I thought she'll never believe me. I couldn't explain the experience. I'd never had an experience sort of like, like that, that. Fairies in the garden bit, isn't it? Yeah. Like that. yeah, but it reminds me too of when we saw Oprah last year. She actually commented that she would things would happen to her and she would know who to tell and who not to tell. Oh. The little voice would say, "Don't tell them; they won't understand." So it's a very similar experience. So I left home and I tried to find that feeling again. I um, lived in different houses thinking, oh, that would make me happy. I'd feel the happiness there and I did for a while. And then it disappeared or I found a job and I was happy and then that happiness disappeared and I was in relationships, in love, and that love disappeared. And I was trying to find those feelings. But... I guess subconsciously, like I said, it was the pebble in my shoe. I wasn't always aware that was driving me. So I, of course, got into drugs to get high, try to find the experience that that didn't work. And so I travelled for a long time and then I heard about crystals and the magical energy of crystals and I thought, oh, maybe that's the energy that I'm looking for. Didn't work. Tried a few things and then I did um, a Reiki course and my Reiki master was a guy called Gary Samer. And Gary Samer shared his story about he used to be the medical practitioner at Findhorn in Scotland, a place, a very barren piece of land that meditators uh, gathered and started meditating. And over time, this barren piece of land started to flourish. Vegetables started growing, and they weren't normal vegetables. They were supersized vegetables. Once the vegetation arrived and the animals arrived... Word started to spread. Scientists went there and started doing research, and still today, Fintorn is operating, and still people go there. And I thought, oh, maybe that's it, meditation. Maybe I should do meditation. So I did, and um, I was in a meditation class, and uh, which is over a long weekend. I was meditating, and those feelings came back inside of me: joy, love, happiness, bliss was just bubbling all through me. And I just burst into tears. And um, the teacher came over and said, Stevie, are you okay? And I said, yes, I am. I'm actually really happy. And she said, what are the tears for? And I said, I've come home. I said, I have searched for this feeling through many aspects of my life for 30 years. And I said, I've found it. And it's the same. So the feeling hadn't dissipated from 30 years ago, it was still dynamic, wow. it was still the same feeling, and in that moment I knew meditation was the key. Wow, I have so many questions to ask you around just what you spoke about then, but we're going to jump straight into our first song. Um, Which Stevie has chosen all the songs yes, today. Yes, called, by rumour, called Slow. Now, I don't believe I've heard this, so I'm really interested to listen to this and find out why you chose that song. So enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 or 90.3, your community radio station. That's a beautiful song. She's got a lovely voice, hasn't she? She has. Yes. Okay, Kaz, you've got all these questions lined up. I just had a few questions that popped into my head as we were talking and I wanted them to go into some sort of order. Um, But I just wanted to go back to uh, Stevie telling us about when you were five years old, when you meditate, and I know there's lots of different forms of 
meditation, and I'll ask you about that later. But on some on some meditations, people say go back to a place where you're happy. Do you go back to that place in any of your meditations? Like, do you visualize that you're back there, sitting there, you know, in your backyard with the the inner child? Yeah. No, I don't. Okay, because that's interesting. Yeah. I think it's um, it's nice to sit down and sort of daydream and remember, you know, those wonderful moments that you've had as a child or yeah. a moment where you've seen a beautiful sunrise or a sunset, but um, a little bit different from meditation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought you had heaps there, Kate. Oh, I have a few. I just wanted to talk about... <laughs> She's looking at me. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I know, because sometimes when, well, I attempt to meditate, I don't do it very well. But, but we all my, do it differently. Yeah, I know. I don't feel that stages. I do it very well for myself because I'm not. I don't feel I'm getting the um, feelings or the benefits that I hear of a lot of other people do. Okay, so that's all I meant. And in some of my meditation tapes, and they say go to a place where you, you know, you feel comfortable or you love being surrounded by whatever. And I go to a waterfall thing that I've been before, and that's why I asked if you went mm. back to that place when you were five. So, so that's t- getting. You to relax. Yeah, yeah and I meditation guess. is really your heart rate drops mm. quite low because you're in a very relaxed state. Yeah, and that's why it's so beneficial to you on many levels. So when you think of nature and waterfalls, mm. you know they're delicious thoughts to have. Yeah, as opposed to a construction site or yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. naturally, if you think about that, you're more relaxed. Yeah, and so obviously there's a big difference between relaxation and meditation. There is. So different types of meditation? These days there are lots of types of meditations because we've modified a lot of traditional practices. So meditation first came to the West in about the 1920s and there were a couple of people that um, we've recorded that brought meditation to to the West, like the Hare Krishna movement, which was then called the School of Enlightenment, it came out by a Swami, and because I'm sitting here with a mic in front of me, I can't remember his name. Doesn't okay. matter. In the 1958, uh, another gentleman came out. His name was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, and the world knew about him because the Beatles met him, and suddenly we had this media peak. Everyone was into meditation mm. because the, me- the Beatles followed Maharishi back to India and stayed with him and learned to meditate, and he brought the transcendental meditation movement, or Vedanta, to um, to the world, and then in the 1970s, another great being called Baba Muktananda was instructed by his guru to travel to the world and teach people to meditate. And he did three world tours and set up ashrams around the world. And of course, then everyone was looking for a guru, so a lot of Westerners went back to India um, yeah. and met um, and found gurus. and And because of that, we learned a lot of yoga poses. A lot of hatha yoga mm-hmm. came out. A lot of the Ayurvedic medicines came out, so people were taught these traditions, and then of course we modified them. And so, when I say lots of different meditations, mm. I mean like there's obviously guided meditations when you listen to a CD and someone tells you what to do with your body, you know, relax or think about this. Then there's other ones where you may like go hum or pick a word or things like that. So there's lots of different types, isn't there? And you just search till you find the one that. I think you? the biggest thing to, to when you think about meditation is why do you want to meditate? Mm. What is it in your life at this moment that you know about meditation or, or why do you think meditation is going to be good for you? Mm. Now, a lot of people, when I did meditation 30 years ago, I was looking for myself. I was looking for 
Not so much who am I, but what am I? These days, when I take a class and I ask people why they're meditating, they're taking it because they're stressed. I was going to say, there's chaos all, all, you know, yeah. in their life, and they're yeah. like, stop yeah. the world, I want to get off. We are so stressed, <laughs> we are so plugged in, mm. everything is going 24-7, we are overloaded, mm. and meditation reduces stress. And there's heaps of medical studies talking about how meditation lowers the heart rate. Yeah. So when you're stressed, you've got cortisones and... Cortisol. Cortisol, yeah. And toxins racing around your body, which is not good for you. Mm -hmm. So meditation lowers the heart rate and it starts getting rid of those stress factors. Mm. There's also a couple of people who have set up um, meditation centres just for people with cancer, like the Petra King Foundation and Engola. So if you're suffering from, you know, a major disease... They help you with their meditation techniques. So it really depends on what you want. I know a lot of people have apps on their phone for meditation. Mm. Yep. Which leads us into our second song, Kaz, which is going to be a... um, It's called Relax. Relax Your Mind, actually, by Blank and Jones. Um, And it is a, a meditation song, I guess, is the best way to describe it. It's relaxing. It is relaxing. So don't close your eyes if you're driving and listening. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Wake up. That was nice, though. Very relaxing music. Actually, I might play that when I'm working. I think it was nice in the background. But we didn't. We miss out on them singing though, because I'd, I'd, it's an eight-minute song, so it's a little bit long for us because we like to talk. <laughs> no, we like to find out, you know, more. Like we found out why you meditate, but the form that you teach, Zibi, well, can you elaborate on why you've chosen that practice over all the other ones that are out there and what it is? So when I started looking to get into meditation, I tried various styles of meditation. And a lot of those practices, as I've said, were watered down from the traditional practices that came through from India. And there was focusing on the body, there was mindfulness, there was focusing on the candle, focusing on the breath. And I tried those and various uh, variations of those, but I wasn't getting a meditation experience. Okay, so what do you mean by that for our listeners? Mm. So when you meditate, obviously you close your eyes and you turn your awareness inside. Mm -hmm. But you need to be guided inside. So if you think of the mind is like the ocean and the waves are all rough at the top of the ocean, that's our thoughts. Where we want to get to is the ocean bed. And no matter what's happening on the ocean with all the waves, the ocean bed itself is always still. And that is the place we want to go to in meditation. So how do you get there? And so after doing quite a few meditation courses, I found using a mantra was the way to get down to that seabed. Because the mantra, even though it's a word, it is actually a sound pulsation that arose from the seabed. So when you repeat it in meditation, the only place it can take you is back to the stillness, back to the seabed. So we trick the mind. When we close our eyes, the mind wants to tell us, oh, you've got other things to do, you should be shopping, you should be walking the dog. Mm. All of those lists that the mind likes to feed us, we give it the mantra to think about. 
the mind starts thinking about the mantra and then it draws itself down to the seabed. So we get that inner experience of meditation and that's why I use the mantra. But, you know, like a diver, the mantra becomes the, the weight belt that takes you down. So you can't go anywhere else. I mean, if I'm focusing on a candle... I don't want to become a candle, still like a candle. I want to go deep inside of me to find the innermost of me. Okay, And that's why I chose... So the mantra that you choose then, is it individual? So the mantra, once again, it's a traditional practice. And the practice that I teach and follow is over 5,000 years old. So if we go back to the source, India, it was a, a guru teaches a disciple how to meditate using the mantra practice, and that's how it's passed down. These days it's passed down from teacher to student. So it's a bit like passing the Olympic flame. The flame is not diminished. The intention, the mantra is not diminished. And it's done in such a way that I know when I teach you meditation, you will get meditation. Okay. And But the actual thing that you say, everyone says a different thing or they all say the same thing with you? Look, it depends which teacher you go to. So there is the transcendental mantras, um, there's the Vedic mantras, there's many mantras that we know. Om Namah Shivaya is a mantra. So Hum, Mm. Hamsa is a mantra. Om Pari Om is a mantra. And so you would just say that over and over and over again out loud or do you just think it? It's really you're thinking it, but it's the intention of your thought. You mm. say it quietly. So every time a thought comes in when you're meditating, it's like a cloud coming through the mm. sky. Yep. You let the thought just float past and you use the mantra. And the mantra takes you deep inside and eventually it just dissolves and you're left into the glorious space of meditation. Mm. Interesting. And how long do you do that for? I meditate. 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon. And you don't need any more than that. And they say one hour of meditation is like four hours of good quality sleep, which is why meditation is so beneficial for your health. And yep. do you sit like cross-legged or sit in a chair or how do you do, you do that? Because if I was to lay down, I would literally go to sleep. So lying down, that's definitely a rest pose and that's called sleeping. So meditation... <laughs> That's why I go to sleep then. So there's two, there's two <laughs> classic poses for meditation, sitting cross-legged on the floor and with your hands in chin mm-hmm. mudra, which is the thumb and forefinger yep. touching, yep. or sitting in a chair with your feet, feet flat, on the ground. flat on the ground and your palms touching each other, resting mm. in your thigh. These are actually particularly yoga poses, and what it does, it locks the meditation energy so it retains inside of you. And that energy starts working on your stresses and Mm. all the other nasties that we carry. Nice. It is. It's beautiful. Which leads us into our third song. Time's just flying away, which is called This Love by Taylor Swift, which I guess meditation is love, isn't it? It is. Giving yourself love. Well, it certainly bubbles up inside once you start meditating. Yes. So why did you choose this song? Look, love's a great. I mean, love, whenever you think about love, whenever you say love, um, it makes you feel lovely. I mean, it's the ultimate. Everyone wants to be loved. If we had love in the world today, it would just be a great place, wouldn't it? Yes. I mean, it's, it's the ultimate feeling. It's beyond happiness. It's warm and fuzzy. It's warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Brings a smile to the dial. <laughs> All right, well, then let's hear Taylor Swift with This Love. Enjoy, everybody. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3. Please like us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. I always like the Buddha saying that, you know, you should meditate for 20 minutes every day and if you don't have enough time, you should do it for an hour. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. It's very <laughs> clever, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Even, and, even five minutes. A lot of, you know, everyone, when you talk about meditation, they'll say, I just don't have the time. Mm. Well, before, when you drive home, before you get out of the car, to go into your house, just sit there, give yourself five minutes, meditate, be centred, collect your thoughts, then move on. Completely different person will walk through the door. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we leave our day behind us. We do. Yes, which is totally amazing. And, and I always remember when I used to be my in my CFO role, how beneficial it was to walk away from something and go to the bathroom and just sit and go inside before you actually make a comment. It really does make it the relationship with everyone a whole lot different mm. than, you know, if we go with the stresses and, and understand, you know. Mm. Yeah, we often say things that we don't think. Yeah. We don't think before we say. We don't, or we don't feel before we say is, yeah. is what well, we I don't pause say. enough. We are yes. so busy. You know, yeah. our, our shopping lists, our lists of things mm. to do, our work, you know, time is ticking. We've got so yeah. much. We just don't pause in that. And meditation, because you start to meditate, it reminds you to pause, to pause before you say something, yes. to pause before you act. And, and that's where meditation, you, you know, you do it for yourself, but then it starts to incorporate in your life. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've noticed that, haven't we? We've become, both of us have become more aware. And um, more present. We take what we call that unconscious loving breath. Yeah, so before we say Mm. something, we'll just, yeah, take the conscious loving breath breath. and then speak from within rather than, from our heart rather than our head, if Mm. you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while to do because... You get used to, you're just brought up and you get used to all what you've been doing for years and years and years, mm. which is a reaction, straight away reaction. Well, we're so. creatures of habit, mm. habit. So we yeah. do. We just keep doing what we've done. Mm. And meditation helps break the cycle because it breaks away from all those thought patterns, mm. introduces another thought pattern stillness, yeah. pausing, bliss, yeah. thoughtfulness, love, joy, happiness. Mm. And it comes out of you into your into your daily life. Mm. So apart from the meditation, which is a big the big part of your life, is there anything else that you do like for pleasure? I mean, do you like to read? Do you um, are you into any sort of physical activities? I mean, you may probably do yoga. Do you? I do do a bit of yoga. Yeah. but look, I live on the northern beach, so of course, <laughs> exactly. I walk on, the, on beach, the beach. Exactly. I've got a dog. I go walking. You know, meditation. You don't withdraw from the world when when you meditate. You engage more of it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you know, at the moment, there's some beautiful sunrises and beautiful yes. sunsets. We've still got the whales going up and down the coast. I go kayaking. Um, I spend a lot of time in nature because. You know, the energy of nature at the moment is so beautiful, especially as okay, the, so just as the season's thing. starting to change. There it is. May yes. I ask, are you vegetarian or vegan or anything no. like that? Okay. No. Just I, interesting because a lot been. of people... Yeah, okay. Okay, what made you stop being? Yeah. I stopped being vegetarian because I had so many problems with friends and family inviting me over for dinner. And they no. gave you a can of baked beans. <laughs> And they, you know, they thought it was all just salad and vegetables, so the diet wasn't balanced. However, 
I must say that the world's changed. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago when I was... So you're erring back on the side of maybe jumping back in. Yeah, look, a lot more people are conscious about mm. what we're eating and how yes. we're eating. Look, there's some and the GMOs. The vegetarian yeah. food is... Yeah. I love it. I mean, quite often if we go out for dinner or even if it's something as simple as a pizza, it'll be vegetarian. Mm. Um, lots of vegetarian dishes and we eat Asian or things like that. I love it. And, um, yeah, but a lot of um, – requires a lot of thought and cooking, I guess. And when I say cooking, preparation, though, for a lot of vegetarian meals. Doesn't I have find. to be. And you have to buy more things. You just, yeah. just can't yeah, buy one piece of meat no. and a couple of vegetables. No, but I just mean from what's yeah. in my normal daily cupboard, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If I'm going to cook a vegetarian meal of some description, then it's like, oh, I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that. But yeah. I guess but, if you turn in... So did you go back to red meat? I don't eat so much red meat. Mm. I find it's a bit heavy and... Yes. Um, you know, chicken and, and duck. I love seafood, of course. Mm. But, you know, your body sort of tells you what it wants. I yeah. agree because I don't eat a lot of red meat, but every now and then I crave it and mm. I think, well, I need the iron, mm. so that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Your body does, but we don't listen. We don't listen. No. Um, and I've found that because um, bread calls me, I've decided. <laughs> and But when I don't answer, I always feel so much better. But now when I call, I've actually gone to a buckwheat bread mm. and it's actually quite nice. And I don't get like the horrible symptoms that the bread that calls me, I get, if that makes sense. <laughs> and I guess we're getting a bit more aware of our bodies. I yes. mean, a lot of people don't smoke these days and I used to smoke again, you know, 30 years ago. And I didn't realise then the addiction was both mental, physical, yes. emotional. Oh, yeah, and, totally. and food's the same. Yes. Mm. So, And we're, we're aware of that now. Yes. So we make better choices and we see where we're making those choices from. Yes. And it's interesting, and Karen and I have talked about this a few times because she's gone into this in depth, um, to be aware of how you feel physically, emotionally and mentally after you've eaten a particular food. Mm. Yes. It's and 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 well, how you were before you ate it. Yeah. So and you know, emotions you will after. drive you to eat food that yeah. you know isn't ideal for you. Mm. And if you look at it and you eat it and you go, "Oh, I really feel oh, not good." It's, yeah. it's Not only has it made me feel heavy or yeah. uncomfortable, but you know, I'm tired or I'm not as alert as I was before I ate it and things mm. like that. Yeah. yeah. The thing that gets me is people like they're good for six days a week, and then they might have a day where I'm just going to eat anything today, and then they eat something, say a piece of cake or something, and the whole time they're eating it, I shouldn't be eating this. It's like, just freaking enjoy it. Like, you've chosen to eat it, so enjoy it. And then it's going to be good for you because you've enjoyed it. The mind has (laughs) always something to say about it, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll find people who meditate constantly, their food choices are very different because they're very much aware, I guess, naturally on what their body needs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and Louise Hayes talks about that all the time on um, her tapes and in her books and everything mm. about listening to your body mm. and asking, if, should I eat this today? And the body will go yes or no, and then you go, your okay. Your mind will go yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, it won't because your body will overrule it mm. when you start to listen. But we're going to play our fourth song now, which <laughs> I love this, how this happens. It's called Hush. So if the body's telling you, have in mind. It always happens. Our conversation leads into the song. And this is by Angus and Julia Stone, who are our Australian artists for this week. They're a brother and sister little duo. 
So enjoy Hush, everybody. Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3. If there's something that you've really enjoyed in our show today and you'd like to follow up on that, please go to our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Wow, that was cool. Hush. It was a lovely song. And yeah. as um, Stevie pointed out, they're actually from the Northern Beaches, yeah. which I hadn't realised that. Me either. So, yeah. And I've just got a couple of little quotes here that went along with that song. Okay. Actually, hush. Share. Quiet the mind and the soul will speak. The more you meditate, the more you become you. I agree. Perfect. It yes. Is, isn't it? Perfect. We always like our little quotes that go along, which will be posted on our Facebook page, which is always good. So, Stevie, we're starting to come to the end of our show. Do you have a favourite quote? She's probably got a favourite mantra. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, all that. I don't give that away. That's personal. <laughs> so one of my favourite quotes is um, Mother Teresa, who said... God wouldn't throw at me anything I couldn't handle. I just wish he wouldn't trust me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm, I've That's, not heard that one. No, I haven't heard that one either. So she had a sense of humour. She did. <laughs> I think she'd need a sense of humour, some of the things that she would have seen mm. in her lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. I was, the, no, I was trying to think of a joke, but I can't remember what it was. But anyway. Oh, what, you can't drag something up out of a television series on Seinfeld, <laughs> which is what you usually do? <laughs> I do watch more than Seinfeld. But no, 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 I think there was a joke with something between Mother Teresa and Princess Diana, but I can't remember what it was, so we'll go it. We'll just leave that. <laughs> so what other little tips would you like to share with our listeners, apart from come to your meditation classes? Or well, meditate. <laughs> meditate. Um, just try meditation and see what it does for you. I mean, there's so many health benefits. In a couple of weeks, I'll be down at Pitwater Palms, a retirement village in Avalon, teaching those people down there to meditate, a very modified version of meditation. So it's so good for your health. It's good for your heart rate, blood pressure, arthritis, rheumatism. I mean, even if you're not searching for, you know, who am I, what am I, the big picture to life, there's so many health benefits yeah. to meditating. Totally. So, um, you know. so it's a retirement village. Did they invite you to come or did you approach them? No, look, I just want to get as many people meditating as possible and I know that we're going to be living longer. They say in 10 years' time we'll be living 30 years longer. So if we're going to be living longer, let's have a good quality of life. Yes, mm. I agree. And meditation provides that. Yes. It's, it's so does, not expensive. Does <laughs> no. meditation help with Alzheimer's and things like that? I don't know if there's been research on it. I know there's a lot of research happening at the moment um, and there's research that's been around for you know, 10, 20, 30 years. A lot of the universities have um, conducted meditation research, so I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But it's got to help with healing as well. Yes. You know, oh, and yes. once you get into a retirement, not, not the people that have just retired who are in there, you know, mm. like you can go in at 55 or whatever, but I'm talking people that are a lot older. 80 and, yeah. You're 75, 80 and stuff. That's got to assist their life. Yeah, and also we get anxious, you know, we have we had road rage and we just get anxious about things. We look at our phones and no one's liked us on Facebook or something's happened and, and we get anxious and meditation takes that angst away mm. because it gets your heart rate nice and still so you can go through life. You will still experience the ups and downs of life, but you experience more, more centred, more calm, mm. more peaceful. You don't go into the negativity for so you long. You don't. 
yeah, it brings you back quite quickly. It does. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, yeah. and will this be the first um, meditation, I guess? It is. They've been, about, they've been thinking about it and I'm delighted that I'm going wow. to be doing the, the program and I just hope it spreads. I mean, it's just a little pebble in the pond that hopefully will ripple out and people will love it and enjoy it and, and that will encourage other people to start thinking about meditation. You know, it's not like, you know, a drug that you have to buy and take every day. It's absolutely free. It's, it's right It'd actually inside stop of you. you taking your prescription drugs, wouldn't it? Well, the oh, flip side, sure a bit, I'll say something to that. So if you are meditating and you are on medication, you will feel better, but don't stop your medication. Go back to your doctor and say, I've been meditating for a period of time. Let's check to see what my cholesterol level is or my heart rate is and get your medication changed adjusted, or adjusted. Yeah. you do not yes. stop taking medication <laughs> because you're meditating <laughs> yeah actually in one of the chapters in one of my books I wrote uh, it was actually meditate don't medicate yeah oh good girl <laughs> you're ahead of your time yeah. <laughs> that's why I knew that would actually work that way <laughs> So what do you do apart from meditation to have a uh, fun time? I sit and chat with two lovely Karens. <laughs> this is gorgeous. Perfect response. Sun shining in the studio. It's always shining even when it's outside. smiling faces. Yeah. That's right. I mean, where else would you want to be? Yeah, exactly. And, um, and your favourite beach on the beaches? Oh, look, depending on which way the wind's blowing, <laughs> it's either you know, the palmy or the pit water side or... Yes. Um, there's so many. We are so, so lucky to live up here. Oh, totally. It's it is. And the horizon. I actually uh, recently, or the, probably, what was it, five months ago or something, moved from Narrabeen to Balgala. And I must admit, I do miss my horizon. Mm. It's um, just something about looking out to the horizon. I guess it's the endless possibilities, the, the fact that we know that we are endless. Um, it sort of brings that up. I, feel. I think it really hits home when you look at a sunrise too, like yes. the birth of a new day. So yes. everything, anything is possible today. Look, mm. it's new again. Let's start again. And exactly. Yeah. Something yeah. about seeing the sunrise and over also, the water. That's right. And some waving, isn't it? The, the sun's always there. Mm. You know, we've got a full moon tonight. Yes. Mm. I know. Which is cool. <laughs> I do get a good full moon, full moon, better full moon than where I live now than what I used to get at Narrabeen because <laughs> I was on the Lagoon Street. So now you're getting the best of both. You've got your exactly. yang Exactly. That's one way to look at it. Anyway, what do you think, Cass? I think we're coming oh, towards well, the end of our show. And I, and I feel that I um, really require assistance with my meditation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good that Stevie's here to help you. I know. So Come I may, to the next course. So I may have to follow um, up with her. Yeah, I will definitely have to follow up with it's her. It's easy. It's easy. I feel it's something missing in my life at present. Mm. That's okay. I guess yeah. you're right, Kaz, and if you have time to breathe, you have time to meditate. Yeah. But just that little part where you said, you know, and you might have, I can't remember which one of you said, but maybe it was Stevie, when you pull up in your car, you know, I pull up into a garage mm. at home turn the car off, perhaps just don't jump straight out. Mm. Just sit there for five minutes, pause yes. ten minutes and just, yeah. yeah, you know, just simple things like that. You're always, I'm in the garage, shut the door, get out, collect the mail, go up the stairs, you know, start doing whatever you're mm. doing, get dinner, take the washing off the line, all that sort of thing. And ten minutes is not going to make any difference. 
Yes. And Karen, like I said to you in the break, you know, you don't when a baby's born, you don't need to teach a baby to smile. No. It's inherent in the child. Yeah. And and honestly, meditation is inherent. All of us can meditate. We just need to give us the permission and the time yeah. and space yeah. to try it. Yeah. And you'll find I think you we always think it. that, like you said, there's something we should always be doing something, especially as a mother or whatever. That we should be doing this. You should be doing that. Or I don't have time to do that. Or Am I going to miss out on something you're saying on, you know, social media? Am I going to miss out on something if I take this 10 minutes for myself? Mm. No, you're not going to miss out. No, you're going to feel Everyone's so much doing better. the same stuff they were doing yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> and the world's not going to change. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, but you, you look, will. if you're on a plane, exactly, but anything you will. happens on a plane, and they always say to us, when the oxygen yep. masks come down, we want you to put them on yourself first. first. Exactly. Because if Correct. you can't look after yourself, yep. You can't look after anybody else. That's correct. So if you get yourself centred in a nice space, mm-hmm. whenever anything happens in life, you'll be the person that people will be going to because mm. you're centred, you're calm, you're in control, yep. and that's what we need. Yeah, totally. Well, totally. thank you, so, Stevie. It's yeah. been great chatting to you and having a great conversations. And where can people get in contact with you? So, website, www.meditationrevolution.com.au. They can call me. I've got a Learn to Meditate course, the last for the year at uh, the Monavale Memorial Hall next Sunday, the 18th of September. Cool. Okay, great. Thank you. And our last song, Cass. Yes. Now... I'm just going to ask Stevie why she chose this one, California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Puppers. Oh, look, it's an oldie and a goodie. <laughs> yes. it's, it just makes you just want to bounce up. It's got great energy. I just think, you know, it's a great song to finish. The... Yeah, perfect yeah. song to finish on. Exactly. So enjoy it. I'll see you next week, Cass. Okay. Thanks, Karen. Bye. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz. Until next time, may your days be filled with love and gratitude. And remember, we'll see you in the mirror. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 or 90.3. If you've enjoyed our conversations today and you would like more information, please connect with us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. (laughs) 